0: The I'm Friends with the DJ podcast is brought to you by Grip Tins. Patent pending, 100% food grade silicone, BPA free with gecko grooves and spiral ring sleeve for your bartending tin. In an environment where things tend to get wet, we let you get a grip. That is www.griptins.com, www.griptins.com, G-R-I-P-T-I-N-Z, Grip Grip Tins
1: All right, guys, what's good? This is episode 15 of I'm Friends with the DJ. We got me, Angelo the Kid, uh, your usual uh, starter, your usual entertainer, you know, the best one out of the three. And then you got Olive Oil. Uh, and then we also got our special guest, Brian Lubliner, legend right here. Um, he's got so much shit going on. He's got We Are Never Going Home, uh, White Isle Events. Um, and really excited to get into that with you and uh, talk about that. What's good, Brian? How you been, bro?
2: Good man. Good. Summer's uh summer's definitely been weird, but um yeah. you know, making the best of it, getting yeah. it, able to throw some parties. Um, which is good. Um, you know, a lot of people can't say the same, so I'm definitely very grateful for that.
3: Nice, for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah. What uh what, what did you got going on this weekend? Let's talk about like a weekend recap. What we do last weekend?
2: You guys, you last you weekend. Fun? Um what did you do, Brian? yeah, we had, we actually had a lot of fun this weekend. Um <laughs> So last weekend we'll go back to um, the "We're Never Going Home" party, okay, which was quite so a bit okay. of fun. Yeah. Um, lucky, had, l- lucky, bringing olive oil, um, Thank a little Merkel Merkel birthday action. Yeah, um, you know, uh, DJ Licious is always on. A- as long as she's available, she's always on my parties. Um, and we had To, and um, you know, the guys at uh, Headliner have been. Um, have been great. I mean, last year they, you know, they, they got me opening for Sam felt for two friends for data life, um, brought me on for Batagra brunch. And then this year we were supposed to do a monthly Saturday night theme party inside, which was going to be ridiculous. And we were all so pumped for it. And then this all hit, I didn't think we were going to be able to do anything this summer. So when they approached yeah. me with the idea of doing the first Sunday outdoor party that they were allowed to do, I'm like, we're never going home the p- first part of the kickoff summer where we've all been stuck in the house like this is fucking perfect
4: yeah
2: yeah um, it's fire so so that was awesome it went it went well they want to do it again um we, we're planning on another one for august nice uh, and then hopefully you know we can get one to close the summer out awesome so yeah. like i said i'm very grateful to have have something going on cuz unfortunately there's a lot of dj's that can't say the same
1: no yeah. for sure I mean, You're- and
2: what Go no
1: I'm, I'm just i was just going to say you've been crushing it like uh just as far as the parties and you said also about last year where you opened up for Data Life. Did you – you also open up for Sam Felt, right? Yeah. And I want to – You really just said that. No, well, well I want to ask about – I want to ask about it because – This kid – wait, this kid is off his game today. <laughs>
3: First off, before camera, he asked Brian how he says his last name. Brian <laughs> calls it "Lubliner," which actually I didn't know. I've been calling Love Liner for, for, for a while. You gotta what ask Angel him? say? Calls him love liner right on the <laughs> old. Now he's not even paying attention to him. He just said Sam felt. Oh, it's yeah. all right.
1: You're off your
3: game today, buddy. Bro, Glad it's I had those, you off. It was all about those
1: LBI days, bro. <laughs> it's a long. Too week. many LITs for I you, this, kid. Hair, Look yeah. at this hair, bro. Look at this hair. No, did. but continue, continue. So Sam, Brian, Sam Brian, felt. Brian, Sam yeah, felt. Yeah.
2: Brian did open up. Yeah, for I Sam did bro. open up for Sam felt yo so for the third
1: time established that's, that's awesome but like the uh the name though like because that's when he first released uh post malone and true song, true song, i always i always wondered this like did you ever ask him about it like oh like or did he ever say anything I about I couldn't,
2: wait, I couldn't wait to ask him about it
1: yeah like what I didn't really was,
2: say anything i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna say something you yeah. better
1: you better fucking say something
2: so what so, uh, well how'd that go uh it was awesome like i never thought you know you figure like his biggest song he's not gonna play it to open right so i'm like oh you know what he'll play it at some point so i went over to him and i was wearing my jersey and the hat the whole nine and i told him you know he he like he's like oh so what's we're never going home and he wanted to know the whole story about where it started and all that and we had like a really cool conversation about it um i would just play like a four-minute track and i'm like all right this i'm gonna go talk to sam felt for a minute and you know i would just play a song go talk to him play a song go talk to him and He's like, oh, that's cool. And then he said, he's like, you know, it's kind of cool. Now that you have your your theme song. And I was like, no offense to him, I was like, that, you know, that's not really what I would like for my theme song. But yeah. it's still pretty fucking cool to have Sam Felt say it. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm standing there, and he opens up with the first song, and points at my, and turns around and points at me in my jersey. I'm like, that's pretty awesome.
1: That's fire. So that was dope. like, a, that was
2: like a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool little moment I had right yeah. there. That's awesome. Uh, Brian, yeah. you
3: probably had some great moments kind of throughout, but let's let's really get down to the greenness and like take it a step back. So, how did "We're Never Going Home" start? Like, let's go to the origin stories of Brian Lubliner. Probably so uh, back in the day,
2: September of 2012. Well, even prior to that, I had been talking to a, a good friend of mine, Jimmy, about going to Ibiza, and he had just come back, and he's like, "Dude, I'm getting together like the ten best people that I know." And we're going to Ibiza next summer, like full bore ham sandwich. And I'm like, oh, my God, perfect. I was like, this is exactly. I've been waiting for a reason to go. So I said, I was like, I don't care how much money it is. I'm in. Um, I brought my buddy Ivan. And we didn't know all of his friends. So on a Tiki Monday, he's like, let's all plan to get the whole crew together in August. That way we all know each other. And it's not a bunch of random people in September.
3: Yeah, makes sense.
2: So we meet up at Tiki. We all like just hit it off like that. And I'm like, oh shit, Ibiza's gonna be fucking crazy. (laughs) So we get to Ibiza and it's just everything you think. Like we we never slept. It's like, you know, you, you walk out of the club at eight in the morning, the sun hits you in the face. Somebody's like, yo, there's an after party at this villa. Okay, there's an after party bonfire on the beach. Okay, Carl Cox is playing. Okay, and it just never stopped. So the last day we started, I think we had, yeah, we had 10 people. And the last day, everybody was dead, but there were four of us. It was on me, Miguel, Ivan, and my buddy Alan. Only four of us made it out. We're like, fuck this. It's our last night in Ibiza, right? So we're at Sankey's. Uh, We went to see Steve Lawler, Viva Warriors, who absolutely ripped it, by the way. It was the first time I ever saw him live. Um, And we're we're sitting there in VIP. We're, you know, chugging vodka at the time. And we, we still argue till this day about who said it first. But somebody was like, fuck this. We're never going home. And then we're like, yeah, we're never going home. And then we start chanting it. And then the VIP table next to us, next to us, next to us, next thing you know, like the entire place is fucking chanting. We're never going home. And we're like, <laughs> this is so crazy. And we're like, this is the best day ever. blah blah, blah. So um, a revolution right there. me and Ivan woke up the next morning and we were like, dude, we fucking missed our flights. So we missed our flights out of Ibiza. So we rushed to the airport, like totally home alone style, sprinting through the airport, still wasted from the night before. And um, we get to the front desk. We tell the lady what happened. She's like, I might be able to get you to Madrid in time for your flight to New York, but you have to fly to, uh, to Mallorca. Then from Mallorca to Madrid, we're like, however it is, we'll get there. So, I mean, this this was eight years ago. None of us had that much money at the time. Ivan's like, bro, I don't have the money to do this. I was like, don't, whatever it is, we'll figure it out later. I'll put everything on my credit card. It was a lot of money. So we get, we finally, we get to Mallorca. We get to Madrid. The Madrid airport is, like, the worst airport in the world, especially when you're coming off eight days of drinking and not sleeping. We had no (laughs) idea where we were going. We finally get to the gate. We missed our flights home. It was done. They're like, there's no way you guys are getting back to New York tonight. So Ivan looks at me like the Grinch. You know how the Grinch gets that, like, creepy, slow smile? He looks at me. He's like, yo, have you ever been to Madrid? And I'm like, nope. So we ended up in Madrid for, I think, like, we were there for, like, three more days after that. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, fucking it, crazy. And the whole time, it was like, we're never going home. Like, it wasn't a joke anymore. Yeah. It was real life. Um, yeah. So we finally come home after a couple of days in Madrid, and it became like a thing with all, all of us, like all of our friends. It was like, we're never going home. I'd be DJing in Hoboken. We're never going home. Then it ended up, you know, down the shore at Tiki Bar. Where, everywhere we went, it was just constantly, we're never going home. And, like, throughout the time, everyone was like, dude, you should do something with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I never actually thought of doing it. And then uh, I think it was in like early, it was February of 2016. I talked to uh, my, uh, this girl that worked at the gym with me and she's a lawyer and I, you know, I was talking to her about it and she's like, oh yeah, I do trademarks. I was like, what would it cost to trademark a phrase? She's like, well, what's a phrase? And I told her we're never going home, she did a little bit of research and um, she's like, it's pretty, she, she's, I think she, she's like in her 50s. She's like, that's pretty awesome. And I'm like, it is pretty awesome. Um, and, uh, and you know, a lot of back and forth and, you know, trademark issues and stuff like that. Cause it's like, it's super specific. It's like, you have to trademark the logo. You have to trademark the words. You have to trademark the words in that order. Like, it's just, there's just so much that goes into it. I had no idea. You know, I was just like, I just want to party. I don't want, I don't want to do all this work. yeah Uh, Yeah. Luckily she was able to do all the work for me and uh, it took a while, but finally we trademarked it. And uh, I talked to my buddy, we launched a website, merchandise and everything. And it just exploded. Like everybody's like, we want shirts, we want hats, we want this, we want that. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then my parties kind of turned into like, not Brian Lubliner anymore. It's just, we're never going home. Like people didn't know my name. They were just like, oh, you're, we're never going home. And I was like, yeah, yes. At this point, I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I just kind I, of embraced it.
3: I think it's yeah. absolutely great because it's like a phrase. You
2: know what I mean? So it's even yeah. like funnier. Yeah.
3: It's not yeah. like like olive was a little tangent. You know what I mean? So people are like, yeah. oh, are you olive or are you oil? Like that's like right, our number right, one right. thing that we get from that.
2: Yeah, oh, we're never going so, home. It's a phrase. It's great. It it's it is and it's awesome. And I first I first played on Groove Cruise in two. So so the trademark just to give you guys kind of like a timeline. The trademark went through in two thousand sixteen what we filed for it. So once you file for it, it's yours until they say no. No. So nobody else can file for it while you have it. So I played my first Groove Cruise in 2017, but no, nobody really knew about we're never going home at the time. It was still like in the works. I didn't have a logo. I didn't have everything done yet. So yeah, I played, I played the party on Groove Cruise. It was awesome. They're like, all right, next year we're going to give you a little bit, a little bit of a bigger spot. The following year, we're never going home. Everything was in place. That's when the website had exploded. People were buying merchandise. People were like, where's the next party? We want to see photos. We want to see this. We want to see that. And Groove Cruise is like, all right, we're going to give you a bigger stage um, at, at like a prime time on the last night. It's like perfect way to kick off the last night. We're never going home. Final night of Groove Cruise. So they're like, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. I want there to be confetti, beach balls, craziness. And they're like, do you want to get signs made? I'm like, yeah. What's the biggest we can go to? Like, four foot by eight foot. I'm like, can I get one word on each sign? So we had these giant four foot by eight foot, <laughs> we're never going home. That video, That's that, video that, that video,
0: those videos that you've posted
2: from that are epic. That is, is to, me, to this day, the most legendary thing I've ever been a part of. Like better than That's any dope. trip I've ever been because we're in the atrium and and you know, nothing like that'll ever happen again. Cause you can't, it was, it was funny. Like I'm, I'm sitting there DJing, right? And Scotty Boy comes up to me, and he's like, Bri, take your headphones off. I was like, bro, I'm in the middle of this, like, amazing party." He's like, take your headphones off. I'm like, okay. Because he's like, Scotty Boy is like the end-all, be-all on Groove Cruise. Like, he's the resident. He hosts Groove Cruise Radio. I mean, he's like l- absolute legend. He's our guy. Um, yeah. So he's like, take your headphones off. I'm like, all right. He puts his arm around me. He goes, just take a second, step back, and just look around. And, uh, and I look up. And, and in the atrium, there's a huge dance floor in front of me, but then there's stairs behind me. There's like five levels up of people overlooking. And I look around, I'm like, and I look behind me. I'm like, there's fucking people everywhere. Like all you just see is people and confetti and beach balls. And like the giant, we're never going home signs. And like, people have like blow up dicks and there's all this. crazy (laughs) And I'm like, Holy shit. This is crazy. He goes, you're never, this happens once. This is yours right now. And I'm like, like you you can't get like that rush is just yeah. like nothing i mean you you feel it again after that but it's no, nothing's ever the same as that first time yeah. it's like that perfect moment for you that's the yep.
3: real moment and the fact and, of yeah. like the
2: gratitude of
3: of it's your party you putting everything together yep. on that like you know the, the you
1: goosebumps know. start flying they start yeah, exactly
2: just... <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like fired up just thinking about it now. <laughs> that's all i'm awesome. getting fired up for you now. yeah I'm for real i hyped over and, here. You know, having and you know, I'm close with the with the with the photographers and videographers on Groove Cruise. They absolutely crushed it. Those pictures that they got, the videos that they got, um, me holding the belts, chugging vodka, standing up on the on the on the decks, like everything was just perfect. And those pictures were like the platform for me to be like, okay, now I'm ready to take this shit to the next level. And I, like a huge Groove Cruise was like a huge step for me because, like I said, I mean, so much promotion. Comes from those pictures, those videos, and just that party, and um, I mean, I've booked just from 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 that party, uh, you know, destination weddings. I've been flown all over the place to play at clubs, to you know, and, and that just like exploded everything because that was that's really awesome. the first time anybody saw me on a bigger stage, and that's, that's awesome, when like, "We're Never Going Home" was like, okay, there's no more Brian Lubliner. there's only "We're Never Going." Home. Yeah, yeah, truly um, established. We've actually we've had
1: that conversation too. I've talked to you about like I was like, oh, like do you get a lot of weddings from your Groove Cruise, and we are never going home. You're we like, it's insane the amount you get, especially like the uh, the destination weddings. I feel like right, you were saying, yeah.
2: that's yep. awesome. Yeah, I've been to um, last year. I was in I, this year. I was supposed to be in Puerto Vallarta in June, but obviously that didn't happen. Yeah, um, I was in Puerto Rico twice. Mexico once um I did a wedding last August in Nova Scotia from somebody that saw me on Groove Crews like Nova it, Scotia yeah is it's, just, it's just crazy um that's sick and you know I was, I was supposed to play a festival in Houston um in July they moved it to hopefully now Labor Day weekend um and I've just been you know my party at Winter Music Conference all came from somebody who I'd met on Groove Crews like oh you know I I had the idea I'm like could you think we have enough like momentum going to throw a winter music conference party and this was uh 2019 and he's like i definitely think so and you know i would have never known him if not for meeting him on the boat um so it's it's a lot of things so many things have come out of that
3: yeah so many probably great connections you developed so, so many great like-
2: connections and, and it's just it's it's just amazing how it all happened and it happened really fast like i wasn't prepared for it i mean we were we were talking about it on the phone a couple of weeks ago you
0: were telling me about how the uh, the mmw party this year like sold out
2: and like super quick the party this year was, and it was
0: it was at a big spot too
2: yeah it was we were at excited. At, the, at the rooftop on clevelander yeah, and we're all uh, coming. Yeah. we had 100 150 person capacity and granted i think when people rsvp to a ticket they're not oh, it's always like oh if we if we go we go if we don't yeah. don't they'd rather rsp
3: before than like being shot
2: we had over 500 rsvps in like the first four days and we're like what the fuck is going to happen he's like the venue's going to have to deal with it there's nothing we could do at this point yeah i um, mean people are like can you you know can you do paid tickets now and i'm like i can't go back now we had like 500 people rsvp and now to ask people to pay for it, you can't and i was like we're just going to see what happens. And I was so pumped for it. We had such a great lineup too, a couple surprise guests. Um, but you know, obviously things happen and yeah. We'll, be, yeah, we'll be back, we'll be back stronger next time. I don't want to wait. Yeah. I'm not waiting till Memorial Day weekend, uh, Memorial Day, uh, music week. As soon as everything opens back up Memorial we're having party. a weekend. Miami there party. Oh yeah. That's, That's awesome. A, That's awesome. What's, what's more, like coming out of quarantine with the first party, opening even though we were still kind of in quarantine the first party being we're never going home but like when shit was really open it's like okay we're back full speed i mean we're never going home it's just perfect yeah yeah exactly, so, exactly.
4: it's, it's gonna be not
2: being able to work as much but and, and, it comes and out, i think you know, like your your whole personality too and the way you
0: like i guess sell yourself when you're at your own party it reflects the name insanely well just because because you're just running around and i mean like (laughs) obviously obviously not right now but you're like you're running around you're taking tequila shots at everybody you're hugging everybody like it just it works so your personality
3: works so well with the name i've never seen anything like if you were a laid-back dude you would have been beat you know yeah exactly like Uh, that doesn't really fit But you start (laughs) going crazy bring the sequin uh yeah, you know, cardigan, cards. whatever, the robe thing. <laughs> that thing's tough. Elvis. I see it all the time.
1: Elvis
2: Presley. Yeah, robe, it, yeah. Elvis. Yeah, You know what? And, and Banana suits. The, the crazy thing is everyone's like, oh, it's just an act for for We're Never Going Home. And then they get to know me. They're like, yo, this isn't an act. You'll do this on a fucking, like, Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, yeah. Have <laughs> seen it in, in <laughs> your studio? We were mixing. Fucking go, bro. I was doing all this shit before We're Never Going Home. Like it's just now it just comes easy and it's not an act. And I think that's, like you said, with the personality and Ryan, we, we, we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big part because people look at it as like, I'm not like, I'm not the DJ that's going to like, you know, not come down in the crowd. Like I'm more of a fucking fan of the party than anyone out there.
1: Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, you're when
2: the, other DJs are playing, I'm front and center. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, in, I'm on stage making you guys get drunk, giving you tequila shots, getting <laughs> running around in the crowd. Because I want – you know, I'm a fan. I'm just a fan of the party. Yeah.
3: I think what you do a really good job is you just – you you're just a great
2: entertainer. You know what I mean? Yeah. All uh-huh. in all and
3: stuff like that. And you make sure at your party – you've ever been to one of Brian's parties. Like, the energy level is always fucking real. high. There's no lulls. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you go to a typical party, you know, there's an opener and a headliner. Like – the way he lets his DJs kind of rock and do their own thing and stuff, I think just really keeps the level well. And everyone got, kind of gets to, to show their own style throughout that. And if you love house music, you got to see this man. You got to, you got to come to his parties and stuff. You play house and you play house the right way. Good vibes, good times, high energy, but yeah, the entertaining, entertainment aspect of what, what you offer Brian, I think is really why, you know, your parties are picking up and and, and people are loving it and they continue to grow, you know, because, Anybody can be a DJ. Anybody could, you know, sit there, you know, mix good music and just, you know, be kind of that laid back DJ doing their thing, like bringing that energy level that you bring, I feel like just hypens up your crowd and and your crowd has to like match that in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I see it on that aspect. Yeah, and like, you know, you, I love it.
0: You're, you're always looking to, to like, you're trying to always book something different too. Like you always want to, you always put that big name guy on there, whether it's like Anthony Atala, Tommy Sunshine, Scotty Boy, like you always have that big name dude on there. Just so, and it gives everybody the feel. It's like, all right, I'm really getting something out of this now.
2: Yeah. You know? I want, I want people to feel like, even if the money's coming out of my pocket, which so far, you know, you're not going to start a party and, and make money right away. Like, you do, it yeah. just doesn't happen. Um, but I was fortunate enough that, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, White Isle Events picked up, was, was, knock on wood, doing so well that I was like, you know, now I really have time to put some, to invest some of my own money into we're never going home and throwing these parties in New York. And, you know, one of the things I've talked to all you guys about is that, I, you know, I bring a different value to my party. It's not the reason we chose vinyl is because every other place that we talked to in New York was like, you have to have a dress code. I'm like, I'm not throwing the party here. If Well, we want your party. I'm like, well, then you can't have a dress code, but we have to have a dress code. OK, well, then you can't have the party. The whole point of the party is that everybody just comes however they feel like it, because that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to I don't want to be like, oh, I want to go. I really want to go see this DJ tonight. But I don't want to have to wear a button and dress shoe, A button-down and yeah. dress shoes. So, like, you know, my be party be comfortable
3: in your own skin to go wherever you want. You know, I mean, it, so if the you. First
2: party through, last well, a year and a half ago now in May was with Lizzie Curious, and we threw it at Vinyl, and I'll never forget. I look, I look one way, and I see this group of girls in like stilettos and short dresses. Like, you know, they spent hours doing their makeup, yeah. and I look this way. And there's a girl in a hot dog costume holding an inflatable pickle. And I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. You guys want to get dressed up and look great? That's perfect. You want to wear a costume? That's also awesome. I want to wear a tank top and banana shorts? That's cool. Like, just, It's just a free – and that's one of the things Tommy said to me, uh, Tommy Sunshine, after he played the party in November. He's like, dude, there was such a vibe, and that's what I want. I want it to be just a vibe where you feel like you could do – you know, within reason, whatever you want, you know, walk yeah. around, high five people, hug people, make new friends. And you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna bump into somebody that's like, yo, what the fuck, bro? You're like, Oh shit, let's go do a shot together. Exactly. Like yeah. that. And, 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 you know, that's so much different. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing, you know, not to tap myself, tap myself on the shoulder, but there's nothing that's like that right now.
1: Yeah, nah, you
2: should
3: tap yourself on the shoulder because you're 100% right. Like, unfortunately, you know, me and Fisher, we've been working, we haven't got a chance to get to vinyl, but every yeah. time I'm like, yo, Fish, he's playing Friday, he's playing Friday, we're working, we're working, working because I see these videos. We do, People we, are just we're, going we're, crazy. Yeah, just, yeah. You could just, you feel the energy from watching the video, just how much, yeah. how much fun people are having. And I love the confetti and like the, the inflatables and the blow up. It just reminds me of like, to me personally, I went to um, Coco Bongo in Mexico one time unreal best place and ever. that aspect of like the confetti and like the blow ups and stuff and people just like just really like loving life like i see that energy match with your parties brian and uh and i, and I love it honestly and that it's not probably a, one of the coolest experience that i've I've seen
1: i think the big thing is too uh, like this is what i hope when we're done with quarantine it's like nothing is like materialistic like oh like it's not about like who has the bottle service in that air in that vip area it doesn't matter uh, who who's spending how much money on a table? Whatever, yeah. you know, like everyone's there, like doing the same thing. Everyone's there, just have a good time, and that's it. Like, and that's how I hope a lot of parties uh, go towards the future too, uh, sorry, especially coming out of this. But yeah,
0: it's that it's that old old school wave, bro. It's just like it's, people just, people going out to go out, not going out because they got to show off. It's yeah. tough,
2: and I agree with you guys. I I pray that it goes back to that because you know you guys. Not to sound like an old fart, but. You guys weren't around for that shit like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, there, there wasn't bottle service. And if there was, it was very like spotty. It was around the ends of the club. Like there's a DJ and there's a fucking party. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's why I go, I love after hours in like Brooklyn and stuff because there's no, there's none of that. It's just mm-hmm. awesome music and yeah. all people that love the music. But you can't get that at like 10 o'clock in New York City anymore. Even in Brooklyn since Output was gone. Output was the best. No VIP, you know, no, you can't grease a bouncer to walk in. Maybe if you know somebody, you might get in a little bit early, but there's it's really going to be tough. Everybody waits in line. Everybody gets in the same. You wear whatever you want. But the problem is, you know, with a place like that, rent's insanely high. You're not getting that, you know, $4,000, $5,000, $2,000 table yeah. that's paying your bills. And it's, you know, that's why it's it's tough to do a party like that because you have to have that balance because you got to you remember, you know, people are going to come in because they could spend $30 and, you know, have five drinks at their friend's apartment and not spend a nickel on a drink when they come in. Yeah. You know, the yeah, club's I mean, got to make money too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so a it's very, like a pole, very fine know. line. And like I said, I, I would love for it to go back to that, but it's just, you know, it's tough. really, it's yeah. really interesting
1: yeah. to see where the city going to go after this with a bunch of clubs closing down already. Like I think uh, up and down is done uh, Avenue. Like, you know, some of the top ones, like mm-hmm. what the yeah. hell is that? What the hell is it going to go to? You know, like, yeah, it's very interesting to see, so we'll see. But you know, always in these, especially in quarantine and things like this, I feel like new opportunities come up, new things it's, happen. I, you know,
2: I think it's and, and you know, and I, I've, I've all three of you guys, I love what you've been doing. You know, social media, Angela, I've been watching your Tik. I hate TikTok, tock, but I love <laughs> Thank, you, me too. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you. It really is, and it's great because it's different. And, you know, like you guys are saying, like, my party's different. That's the only way you could survive. You have to be different. Because like you said, anybody could be a DJ. Everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. And coming, at, coming out of this, I think there's going to be a ton of opportunity. Because, you know, a club that's been closed for, you know, six, hopefully six months, not a year. Yeah. Um, but a club that's been, however long it is, they're not going to want to drop 10, 20 grand on a headliner. Yeah. People are going to fucking come out no matter what. People exactly. want to get out. You don't need to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on a headliner. People want to go out no matter what. So I think the mid-range DJs are going to do really well coming out of this because people are going to be, you know, clubs are going to be looking for, okay, do you have a following? Can you fill some of the club because the rest of the club is going to be full with people that just want to get out because they haven't been out in six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, so I, think I think you're hundred percent right on that. I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity, but it's also going to be weird because a lot of those bigger names, if they want to play, they're going to have to cut their cut their. Um, you know their rate their, their rates. Uh, rates and are they gonna are they gonna be willing to nobody really knows so it's gonna be very interesting to see what what happens coming out of this i mean if you guys will notice now all these places that are open that you know places down the shore that usually have big names where are those big names this summer yeah, no, yeah. Uh,
4: they,
2: they, don't, they don't need to book those big names because people are coming out no matter what right exactly yeah. they're using all their just regular guys I yeah. mean, as, as, as they should be. They shouldn't be wasting the money. There's yep. no reason yeah. to. I, I love it because they're, they're, you know, number one, it's work for all the guys that, that have been busting their ass to get to where they are now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's the clubs are, are being very loyal and the promoters yeah. are being very loyal. Like, you know, like for, for instance, I've been doing a lot of work with EROC. They were so great to me and they could be booking other guys, but they're, you know, they're putting on their people. Because they're like, listen, if we're gonna put somebody on, if we're gonna pay somebody, it's gonna be our people. And they're super loyal and I, I love stuff like that. Definitely. You know, yeah. like, so, so Dario,
1: simple. Dario this weekend headlined it, he was headliner at headliner uh, headliner. There we go. <laughs> headline <laughs> no pun headliner time. Um but yeah, he like that was a big opportunity for him. He crushed it. I was there this yeah. weekend. He did a fantastic job. Um, but like again, like an opportunity came up for him, which was awesome, you know? So and uh he he did a really good job, though. It was
2: yeah. a fire night. Fire and night. I think it's going to continue like that, where where yeah. the, where the promoters are going to be like, you know what, we're going to stick with our guns, and, and for for the DJs, it looks great too, because you know you guys you guys are are being loyal to them as well. So it's yeah. it's a two way street, and the club owners see it, and I know that, mm-hmm. um, and everybody sees it. So I do think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity when all this is over.
3: Yeah. I feel like it also, too, kind of going from your point, like just the fact of like these local guys, maybe they didn't expect it at one point of like bringing talent in or, or not bringing necessarily talent in, but bringing people into the club and having that promotion aspect, like that's also helping on that too, you know? Like I feel like these local guys are bringing more and more people. Maybe, maybe it's half bringing more and more people. Maybe it's the other fact of places getting, you know, filled more because they want to go out. But club promoters are realizing that, you know, they don't have to spend that money on, on that, on that, you know, headliner, but mainly because the fact of, they don't have to worry about the place not being packed. You know what I mean? Right. And I think like it is that give and take of the spending because people at the end of the day will, will, come out to see headliners and that's really the risk for reward. I'll pay him X amount of dollars because I know he's going to fill out the club, but the club's already filled out. Why am I going to pay in the headliner when these local guys are killing it, doing a good job and bringing people, you know what I mean? We're, we're growing our market share so much higher Um, because of, you know, because we have this opportunity right now, I feel like, you know?
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree 100%. And I think, like I said, there's, there's just going to be a lot of open doors, um, once this is all over, especially for, for like young guys like you who are just coming up and starting to make, you know, big waves.
3: Trying to, trying to. You have to say something, I could cut you off. My bad,
2: bro. Uh,
0: no, I mean, I was just going to kind of do like a quick segue into some news about, uh some concerts that happened this past weekend. Let's
3: talk. Let's Um, talk. What happened?
0: So, did you guys hear what happened in the Hamptons with Chainsmokers? No. What happened? You didn't? No, that we just weird. we literally just talked about it before the podcast. That's also.
3: Awesome. Oh, bro, you messed oh. up. <laughs> no, but for, for I, those I, it, no. I was playing no. stupid. I was playing stupid. <laughs> don't
2: don't play Most, stupid.
3: It's supposed to be rhetorical, oh. bro. It's for the podcast. For the
2: podcast. So Merkel say no, and I'm like. It's <laughs>
3: <a shit." laughs> yeah, Ryan's <laughs> looking yes. at me like I'm like, don't in the text on the side. Don't the care saying who cares?
0: No, but they had a driving concert with like tickets ranging anywhere from five thousand to twenty five thousand dollars for like RVs and shit like that, and day which would call it everybody just started getting out of their cars and just filled made like a pit apparently there was a pit on the field that they were at like oh, set people? up like but, but there was a pit legitimately set up
4: <clears throat> right. so like
0: why so why would you have a pit even though there's like you barely see the cars and the videos too i don't know if you guys actually saw the videos yeah, I gotta like, see them it was absolutely i'm surprised I, saw one of the videos. I and like now cuomo's like investigating it and like seeing like how to take action i guess on it I don't know what's going to happen with it, but it, I can't believe that it
3: happened. I mean, there, there's a market for it. You know what I mean? People, no, 100%. People are, uh, you know, want to go out and stuff. And, you know, for someone like the Chainsmokers to do something like that, I mean, recently they haven't been playing. They're obviously a huge name. Um, so for them, it, I mean, I think it's smart on their part. It's a huge publicity stunt. No one's playing in quarantine. They haven't played recently. So, for them to be like, all right, we're going to do this. You know what I mean? No, it's yeah. So much more of an incentive to people to go out. Hampton's a great spot, too, because whoever yeah. booked it is making their money. You know what I mean? People are going to pay top dollar to go to something like that. Yeah, especially
0: yeah.
2: out there.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, whoever whoever came up with it, I mean, kind of props to you and a good idea. You probably made money pretty quick. But uh, we'll see how this plays out. Because Definitely. I know I know Cuomo was freaking out about it. I saw a whole yeah. tweet and, 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 and just him – you know, going off on a statement on it and stuff. And it's tough. You you can't really control these people if they're supposed to be in their cars and supposed to be, you know, quarantined and six feet away. You can't control them if they're getting out of their cars. Like, how many bouncers do you think they have? Or how many security do you think they have if they have, like,
0: like, 500 cars? That's what's, like, crazy. It's, like, how can you
2: actually control something like this? You can't. I got to say one thing. I feel so bad. And I've been, like, trying to hug every bouncer I see. Cause they're not bouncers; they're just like enforcers of wearing a mask. Yeah. yeah, and I feel so bad. Like you know, the guys at Headliner, as soon as you step away from the bar, and I have to say they've been doing an awesome job. Great job. As, as you're stepping away from the bar, yo, put your mask on. Yo, put your mask on. Yeah. and that's all good. At like two in the afternoon, but you go into six, seven, eight o'clock when people have been drinking all day, and you've you you know you're on your fifteenth time telling this kid to put his mask on. Like it just sucks.
1: Like bouncers didn't sign up for that shit. Like, do no. you see the dude?
0: Do you see the dude who jumped into the pool? yeah <laughs> jerk off so
3: people so people who who who, who didn't see and stuff of like that when we were playing uh two weeks ago with brian um at headliner um some individual decided to uh not listen to the lifeguard i don't know what happened in the pool originally but the lifeguard was trying to get him out of the pool he jumps out he dodges the lifeguard and jumps back into the pool props to the, the bouncer of, bro bouncer one of the bouncers where like he like like jumped that? right into the pool Snagged his ass out real quick. Started like choking, like like basically like kind of restraining him, bringing him out and stuff. But the crowd went hyped. <laughs> Man, uh, when The bouncer jumped in, bro. I would have flipped out. We were shocked. We were mid set, and I saw it like a little bit happening. I you didn't know, going see anything. In, I and I remember it. like dropping a song and it wasn't on the drop i wish it was but it wasn't on the drop it was very close to drop the crowd starts like freaking out so my head pops up i'm like what what, what's going on what's going on and all i see is this dude getting dragged out of the water by this bouncer and then another bouncer comes by and like basically it picks up his legs and now they're like throwing him out of the fucking club and uh (laughs) and yeah the crowd was freaking out got me hyped honestly have said I'm like all right we're cranking this up right now I'm you trying should've... to get somebody else to jump in the pool you should played uh <laughs>
1: right. rock and, rock and roll part 2 the the devil's uh, <laughs> uh the devil's theme yeah. song
2: <laughs> see, but <laughs> see, see, but so here's my perspective on that and 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 Kev I think you 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 kind of turned to me and you were like should I bring it down a little bit cuz you saw it was getting a little rowdy yeah. yeah um and that's that's the part that kind of puts us in a bad position and listen I love the guys at headliner I'm like you know what maybe we should take it down just a touch like everybody's social distancing and doing the right thing but let's keep it that way so we don't have more idiots jumping in the pool but also there's the entertainer in you it's like yeah i want fucking everyone in here jumping yeah exactly so, yeah. so it's like you're kind of it kind of puts you in a tough spot too well, um, yeah we're
0: yeah we're stuck it's it sucks it really sucks
1: yeah yeah
2: i mean, I mean even, he, you know, even, just
0: go, even just like you go to you go to djs like we went <laughs> to green rock last night just to hang out like it's it's just depressing just to go it is DJs it
1: really is. is I feel, I feel bad. Brett, it's DJ. like Brett Favre not bad. playing
3: on uh, on Green Bay. You know, it's just depressing.
2: You don't want to see him in that jersey. I, I actually have to... such a weird ass, ass comparison. So, that was a weird comparison. <laughs> <laughs> this is very like summer, this is like the summer of like Brett Favre on the Jets.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a great comparison. Not yeah. gonna lie.
2: Good. It works.
3: But he, like He was a Christ. stud. No one wants it want one. on it. No one wants, <laughs> they want to see him play, but they don't want to see him play for the Jets. So it's like kind of like us. You want a DJ, but you DJ, and people can't dance next to each other, and they can't go crazy. It's so it's weird. Like,
2: like, give I'm take. kind of as far as going out. I'm on the, not that I'm on the other side of it, but you know that's why I've been I've been going out so much is because I'm like I'm I, I feel like I'm ver- I'm a lot more appreciative of it now, and I am mm. like I'm like shit. You know, obviously, who doesn't wish that we weren't going out every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just full on ragers Tiki. I mean, Tiki Mondays. That's, Monday. yeah, that's my thing. For, I was going to
0: say throw Monday on that list. Oh,
2: that's it. Monday. <laughs> Mondays, yeah, I'll stay home and sleep Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will be the first person in Tiki and the last person to leave on a Monday. It but depends. like, it's not you can't do that, but you know, I'm happy at least we could do something. Cause you yeah, know, yeah. back to two months ago where we're all stuck in our, in our houses, Playing, you know, getting a lot of
1: staring at the phone saying, Put your hands up, Brian. On. Brian, you had that caveman beard growing oh, out. Like,
2: <laughs> my, mom, my mom's like, Don't ever do that again. You are such an asshole. But I did, it was, I was like, You know what? I can't work. Yeah, so yeah. Really, it was kind of like a joke, but then it, 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 it got a little homeless looking. No, it, you're,
1: <laughs> you're honestly right though, because it, uh, it's like I'm never, I haven't debated on going. Like, if I'm like going out, like now, like I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm going to stay in. Like, it's never been like more staying in if I'm right. going out. Yeah. Like, I'm going out if I'm actually want to go out this summer. Yeah. And I'll know. go out.
2: I mean, we've been, we've been Com- going yeah. place down the shore and they're like, you have to social distance, you have to stay at your table. I'm like, I don't give a fuck as long as I can get out of my house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. compared, to,
1: compared to last summer, I was like debating heavily on going out some nights to compare to this summer. So, like, yeah. I can see that. I think it's, it's going to be fucking insane when things are back to normal. And,
3: uh, and shout out to most <laughs> of the shore bars out there because I think they are doing a really good job. And to your they point, are. Brian, I think Headline is doing very, very well in terms of the social distancing aspect. And even you get in, you know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. friends that have been a very, like, well, not not many, majority, because most of my friends go out like me, but I have a mi- or minority, rather. I have a minority of friends that are still iffy about going out with all situation. I assure them all the time, like, You know, headliners doing a very, very good job on it. You know, you walk in, you're getting temperature checked. You were forced to get, you know, hand sanitizer. They yell at you the moment you leave like a bar or a, you know, a table area without your mask on. Like, you know, like that's what you want. You want people to be walking around and forcing. And 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 just,
0: just know if you do plan on going, go early because they aren't letting the amount of people that they usually allow into the place. So the lines are going to be long. So
2: go early. they've been been so good about it and and and, you know i applaud them because like i said before it's not easy like it's not bouncers didn't sign up for this even the owners Mm -hmm. of the club are like they're counting they're you know they're walking around to the vip tables and saying, oh you guys have you know you get you have one too many people that person's got to go and they're like well no you can't that's it because and i don't blame them they can't you know they can't put that their you know themselves um so they've been incredible um you know i mean you guys know what it's like normally compared to what it is it's got to be it's less than half capacity
4: but yeah, at least, you know at what? least.
2: For, the people, for the people that get in it's awesome yeah, you know
4: yeah, yeah. I, I have one
2: of friends that, that came to the party they got there at, I think 3 30 to our party last week Oof. and they were texting me like bro we can't get in I'm like told you to get here by two
0: yeah
2: no oh, it's not my fault they're doing they're following the rules and you didn't so you're beat yeah. exactly
0: it's not like it used to be like you got to show up early like I can't yeah. come and I can't come and get you in I barely oh. wanted to let you in before. Now, I don't want to let you in yeah. at all.
2: <laughs> it, I got to say, for, I mean, I think for the rest of my career, I'm just going to tell people no guest list. Because most people are catching on. And I'm not getting mm-hmm. like, you know, where I used to get like, you know, 50 text messages or Instagram or whatever. Now I'm getting like four or five because everybody knows there's nothing I can do. I'm like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody, I think I what did I, I think I played at five o'clock last week. Somebody texted me at 456. They're like, Can you come get me in? I'm like, I took my phone and just threw it in my bag. I'm like, fuck
0: this. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, Man, mid, think- no
2: more no more midset phone calls. No. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> kind of <worst>. <laughs>
3: the worst. I actually, I actually do that purposely Only to one person I do that to Dario uh, Dario, does not have, <laughs> Dario, Dario does not have a phone That has FaceTime Because he has an Android Like a loser um, But my Murko, always Murko. goal Is I try to FaceTime him mid-set I did it at Patagra, I did it at Headliner once I did it at Sushi Lounge Plenty of times This game I just love him. doing every, it Every time Dario DJs Virgil just calls him Every single time If I'm there and I see him I will call him that's so funny. Uh, I wish he had FaceTime because I think it would be better, but, yeah. He'll usually have – and I noticed one thing, too, about Dario. I'm going to make fun of him. But he usually has his phone, like, next to the mixer, so he does see it. So there's times where he's mixing, and I can – I'm, like, I'm waiting for it. And I'm waiting him. Like, <laughs> turn to the right platter. Like, your phone's there, blah, blah, blah. And you'll you'll turn the platter, do it, and then he'll see the phone, and then he'll <laughs> – and another the thing, too, always picks it up. Well, imagine like, while he's DJing, like – no, he did. He picked it up. For Photography was the first time that was, like – probably the best about it because he was like ripping it and he was about to literally like put in a mix and like picked up my phone call and I'm like, bro, I'm here. <laughs> He's like, what are you so doing? Good. I'm DJing right now. I'm like, I'm in the corner. I see you. Like just fuck with him. But yeah, that's a, that's my little prank I play. But, um, but even headliner too on that aspect of the bouncers and everything, they're probably honestly hiring more people than normal because yep. they've got people to mass monitor and stuff yep. so it, it, it is definitely a burden on some of these places which really sucks because you know at the end of the day they're not bringing the volume you know that, that they can normally bring in with with the people and of the money for the places especially the, with the size that headliner is like it's huge
0: yeah. especially
1: it's huge
0: even because when the outside
1: in, even if the inside's open too like i don't yeah. know right
3: exactly like, like the whole thing it's but huge. i'm saying it's a risk versus reward they bring in a quarter of their place it looks great and and, yep. and you know it does w- probably decent for them, but they can't be killing it. You know what I mean? They got a whole place inside and a lot of staff and everything else too. Like, you know, no place right now can be possibly killing it with, with quarantine because of the rules, you know, and it sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. You know,
2: The only it's, thing uh, we were talking about before that maybe balancing it a little, a little bit is that they're not bringing in those big names and spending all that money. True. Yeah, so maybe yeah. I, I agree with you. I don't think it, the numbers are where they were, but I think it's, it's helping it a little bit to know that like, you know, they're not booking these massive headliners that they're, you know, they're spending $10,000, $20,000. Yeah. And maybe these bars change their business model on
3: that aspect too, you know, to, to maybe book less and, and figure out different ways to, you know, necessarily, you know, make money. Um, but we shall see, we shall see. All I know is I want fucking, I want, I want the world to open back up. I want the state yeah. to open back up. Murphy, if you're, if you're listening to our podcast, I think you're a clown. Please open us back up. You don't even lift, bro. Every time, but. every time I see those,
1: every time I see those like little uh those like uh, alerts that he posts, I'm like, I'm hoping it says like twenty-five percent capacity inside or something. Like yeah, give me November, something. Bro. <laughs> November. Wait till November. It's, yeah, just, a shame.
3: it's just a shame. But
2: yeah. I'm just I'm just hoping we don't and I don't know if you guys saw this week, but like uh Chilton Hospital, Valley Hospital, a couple other places posted that they have no COVID cases in their, in their hospitals. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's, no. that's really good. We're the idea. only state yeah. that didn't go up or down or whatever. I think we stayed like neutral. I, 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 I heard we went down, I think are up on Wednesday, but oh, wow. in cases, but you can't, is it because that there's, there's just now more testing? Yeah. Like yeah, is that's I, the thing. It
3: was, it's like you don't know it's more testing. Is it people that have been self quarantined themselves now coming
2: out? Like, right. Yeah. And, and the thing too, is like, And I think New Jersey has been great because I've been, you know, I've been out at Tiki Bar every Monday and Tuesday. I've been at Headliner. I've been at DJ's. You're not seeing, not that you would see a lot of, but like, you're not seeing a lot of older people out, which you normally would. Even on the boardwalk, you're not seeing a lot of older families. It's all younger families with kids. There's not, you know, you don't see grandparents. You don't see older parents. Like my parents, my mom is 72, my dad's 78. Like they don't leave the house. I haven't yeah. – you know, I mean, I've seen them, but with a mask on from six feet away while I stay in my car. Um, but, you know, I think that's a big part of it is that people – well, you know, th- that generation and those people who are – are could actually get, you know, deathly ill are being smart about it. Yeah. 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 And, and it, I think
3: you have to be smart. You know what I mean? If you fall onto that category and stuff like that, by all means be smart. But it's that risk versus reward, you know? It's right. like do we – do we risk like the economy and everything else and like the whole aspects of small businesses, you know, for, for that, you know, small percentage, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily know. I'm, I'm not the person making the decisions, but it is that, you know, risk versus reward that, that fine line, it should be a sliding scale. It shouldn't be cut or dry. You know what I mean? Black yeah. and white. And that's what I feel like we've been doing, which is a reason why, you know, we, we've been hurting on that aspect. And right. I, I feel, I feel bad for a lot of small businesses out there that are. Yeah.
0: I mean, we were, we went to Hoboken last night, and, and Hoboken's doing a thing now. Uh, they did it last night and they're doing it on Sunday where they're, they're shutting down Washington and they shut down like first and Hudson pretty much. And they're allowing like the restaurants just to, to set up tables in the street. Awesome. But they needed nice to do life. that. They
1: needed to. It's because
0: yeah. the, like, these guys can't pay their rents. Yeah. They're, they have no income
2: coming in. They got to do something. Yeah. I think else I, you're just going to have a lot of empty spots. Yes. I think he was smart. And I hated it at the time where they just closed the doors on everything. Like everything shut down. What was it, like March 15th, New York or New Jersey? Everything yep. is shut down. That's it. And at the time, I'm like, what the fuck? But now you see all these other states spiking now where we spiked, what, March, ever made Four months. Yes, ago. Four months. Ago. Like four yeah. months. Yeah. Ago. And like now we're kind of leveling off and we're like, Oh shit, he maybe he did do the right thing in the beginning that we were all pissed at. But like now he's got to start working backwards. Yeah. And he's not. And that's I think what the problem is is that like you did the right thing at first. Good. Now keep doing the right thing and he's just not doing the right thing. Exactly. Like, we're oh, like we're know, going, to a not, going to the gym, you got to you know, you got to stay healthy, you got to do this. Open the fucking gyms. Yeah. Even if, even if it sucks for the for the people who work at the gym, and it's like okay, you have to schedule a half hour. You have to have people in line outside. You have to social distance. Just like a bar. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Exactly. Just do and everything for that. Everyone
3: is willing yeah. to make changes. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like these businesses obviously know that they're going to have to make changes and improve and probably spend money on different things. And they're willing to do it because they want that opportunity. And that's the thing. They're not getting that opportunity. Right. And it really sucks. You know?
2: And it's a business's job to enforce it. Like I have this week for my first wedding since February. This weekend, I have a wedding on Sunday. I'm DJing somebody's wedding. They have 50 people outdoors under a tent. I'm going to be sweating my balls off with a mask on, but you know what? I want to work. I want to make a living. That's what I have to do. That's it. Yeah. You know?
3: And actually, you know, that's what you should do. You know what I mean? For the survival of your business, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm just hoping, like I said, but. It's very, uh, it's
0: very interesting so. to see how it's all going to play out in the next yeah. couple of months. You know, and it's, it's it's
1: appreciate. insane to me how, like, the European, like uh, like uh like, other countries are just already open yep yeah it just unreal what was it?
0: I think Sweden never even shut down. They were like, fuck. Yeah.
1: Okay. They, they never like, do they're like, they're, not they're, not always,
2: they're always they're always like, we're,
1: we're good I've never heard anything bad. they're always <laughs> you know fine I feel like. Either,
0: I think it was Sweden or Switzerland one of the two it's crazy one of, one of those nova scotian countries
1: it uh Germany, uh Carthage played like his first concert in uh Germany. I sent you guys a video like yeah. that I'm like yeah like look that's that looked like all right. I'm like moving, I'm, forward, moving forward. Let's go! Like I'm ready, you know. Yeah, let's, um, get a, let's get a flight. My my cousin from Italy, like he DJ's out there. He played my edit and posted like the whole club, That's and all. I was like, I was like, no fucking way! Like they're already back to normal. Like the fuck are we doing? Yeah, you know? and they were
0: in <laughs> news was
3: like, bitching, bitching, and moaning about Italy's
0: five so, months ago.
1: Yeah.
3: Do you guys think that the whole aspect of like the virtual DJing and like live streaming? Do you think that survives after quarantine? You think it? Drops down, do you think people will use it? I'm very curious.
2: I feel so, like it's already,
3: I think it's already dropped. But
2: I have, I um, that was one of my first concerns when we invested. Um, well, we, I mean, I invested in some equipment, but Ivan, who I work with, invested in Sling TV, which is what we've done all the live streams on. It's a great program, everything looks sick. And I said to him, He's like, Yo, let's do, you know, let's really get into this live streaming stuff. I'm like, I don't know, man. I was like, Because once people can go out, I was like, Twitch is a great app if you're sitting at home, but Twitch, if you're sitting at the beach and you're listening to my set and you get a uh, Instagram notification, you click on Instagram. Now the music's off. Then you're in Instagram looking at your messages. Then you start talking to your friend. You're not coming back to my feed. You forgot. You know, nobody has the attention span anymore. So I knew I told him, I said, let's not get too crazy. And that's why we started doing the drone footage and the recorded sets Um, in other places because I'm like let's take it one step further let's do it live but let's record it and make it ridiculous like with drones and like I don't know if you guys are familiar with circle but we got the idea from circle and they do it they have a a production team I mean they probably have 15 people doing doing their edits and stuff Um, and they're doing it on like rooftops in Dubai and all over the place but um I'm like you know let's go in that direction because I think once things open up people aren't sitting home on a Friday night anymore yeah. Staring, you know, staring at their laptop or their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had yeah. a feeling it was going to start dying down. And I even watch my numbers. I watched, you know, I, I just, I check in on like all my friends that are DJs, all their numbers from what they were, you know, all of us are down. Yeah, These um, people are going out and they're not going to it's like, Oh my God, Brian's playing a Friday night, a Friday night set. Let's not go out. I, I don't, I want to go out. I don't want to be in yeah, my office. Yeah. There, yeah. You know? You know what I th- could be uh, – or what I think
3: could necessarily be good, though, and me and Fisher sure have uh, have talked about it, potentially doing some type of live stream or live recording like midweek, during the week. Like, like Tuesdays. Using yeah, exactly. it as a way to kind of propel yourself yeah. into the weekend, for example. Brian, right? yeah. Let's say you're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe you try to do like some type of DJing live stream on a Tuesday or Wednesday because, you know, it could attack a crowd that maybe didn't know that you were throwing parties on Friday right. and Saturday yeah. and it could give them a little bit of a taste. So that's something that we kind of talked about and we haven't done anything on that, uh, you know, recently, but I think we should incorporate that into our system. Kind of what we get back and, and, and,
0: and we had, um, we had Pat on Pat light and he was talking, Pat's like huge into all social media stuff. And he brought up a good point. And he said, what's the first thing you see on your Instagram feed for the stories, the lives pop up first. Yeah. So, that's what Instagram wants you to use. They want. Yeah. That's why they're sticking it in the front of everything well, at else. Moment. So, they well, want.
3: copyright and everything else is also.
0: Well, well yeah, that's, that's also. Too. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's a that's a thing. And Brian, you were oh, saying. Give or take. Brian, you were saying before how like yeah they close out the app like it's gone like you have to look at the phone the whole time you know like there there's no easy app out there where you can actually just have a live stream playing in the background of your phone or anything you know like i think if soundcloud did some shit like that i think that would be a hit murder that would be a hit because like everyone uses soundcloud everyone does that you know there's
2: got to be a reason that they didn't do it because if they were if all it takes is one person to do it and it's game over if i can be in my other apps and still have you guys playing or anybody playing in the background live it's game over did we just yeah. come up
3: with an app idea right now i'm, I'm yeah, sure right Let's
2: i would do it. figure it out figure it out how to do it in the next
3: month <laughs> all right <clears throat> we will we, we're getting on this right now but uh-huh. I, I agree wholeheartedly that's like one thing i hate about youtube i mean i'm a dinosaur too, i don't i don't i don't use spotify i don't use apple music i barely use it and so sometimes when i pop on a track on youtube when i'm hopping out of the app music cuts
1: yeah, oh, but they
3: they
0: uh, that's, thats a feud with Apple, though. But you yeah, can buy. I you know what I'm
3: saying.
1: You can buy like a, a. You have to. You have to upgrade to YouTube Plus, and then you could exit out and everything.
3: But I'm saying an app like Brian said, of like some type of Twitch, like a streaming type app, just like gaming or whatever, that could continue to do it while you're outside the app would be phenomenal. Yeah. I just don't know how to do it. We're We're to be like out. a
2: Pandora. if you guys are listening, we need to have like a baby. Yeah, like Twitch mm-hmm. needs to have a baby and we'd be Please. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <With> <laughs> We're all twitch cloud. That's all we need. Twitch cloud. Perfect. We just can't. Or sound, or sound twitch. <laughs> sound great. Sound twitch. I don't
0: companies hire us.
1: We're twitch marketing
0: sound. geniuses. For mean,
1: There's gotta be a reason. There's gotta be yeah. a reason. Mm-hmm. It's it definitely yeah. has It, has it, has it just it makes sense. Like you you record the live session, whatever, and it saves to your SoundCloud afterwards. Like you have that recorded set. Oh, I want to go listen to whoever's mixes. You have fucking f- well. What's
0: it called? Um, fucking ZA and Lead did it. They with the class kills app. Yeah. Except it's not. It's not like a stream. It's just right, like yeah. it's pre-recorded mixes. <clears throat> they, they did it. Yeah. So, Lead leads a whiz with that shit. So I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so. Who knows? Oh, I think man. I'll definitely be doing live streams. See what,
3: see what the fucking future holds. What do you from guys the gaming perspective? Like if, if, a guy, if a dude is gaming and like doing his videos, he would probably want people to obviously still listen to him. If you know, if yeah, not on the app and stuff, gaming, gaming more so you want to watch though. Yeah. But I'll even I like that podcast aspect, like all in all, doesn't Spotify do it? Apple music obviously does it and stuff like that. If you listen to a Spotify and you pop it onto other apps, you still get that, that sound. Yeah, as long as no yeah. other yeah. sound opens. That's what I'm saying. So there has to be a reason or a way for us to do this. I'm, I'm thinking of ideas here, guys. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, no, it's
1: great. We're Listen, right, we're down. Awesome. love it, love it. What um, what have you guys been up to? Like, you guys got anything big planned? I guess this weekend or the next couple weekends. Anything? My birthday's, my birthday's next Thursday. There we go. Nothing really going on though.
3: It turns 21. It's a big. Uh, it's a big year. It's a big year for the fish. hi right. 21, Fire.
0: 21. About to get carried out of Green Rock again. <laughs> you gonna get bottle service? Absolutely not.
3: Nope. <laughs> right, what about you? What do you
2: got? What am I? What am I? I? Merkel. Weekend. mentioned the like wedding. Got to show yeah, off. Wedding this weekend. Um, nice. I'm taking taking a week off. I've been up uh, going overdrive this summer, so I'm taking a week off. Give my body a little time to rest. Love it. Nice. Healthy workout. Love going life. On the,
0: going on the runs, bro. I saw it. I've been seeing
2: those. Going on. Yeah. Try to do it every day that I'm not down the shore i her. did
0: not know that you teach we gotta go on a classes. hike you gotta come on a hike with me you gotta uh-huh. come on a hike with me and my boys it's fun as hell no yeah.
1: and didn't you do some you rock see, you were saying you had a your own uh what a uh, cycling session brian teaches spin classes yeah. class.
2: i've been teaching for i didn't know that yeah no but most people didn't i've been teaching i think some yeah i think for 12 years i've been i got certified see like no, back I mean, to your personality bro like there you go that,
3: are, we, are we gonna see you on soul cycle
2: Cause those <laughs> people, <are knocking> out, <laughs> Bro, those right. people are nuts. Right? Yeah, they're nuts. when I'm like, shit, what the fuck am I gonna do for money? I reached out to Peloton to become an instructor, but they never got back to me. I'm like, I will crush everyone. That would be fire. <laughs> you would love, <laughs> Bro, yo. You imagine you setting up the little like DDJ or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The little one on a phone,
3: yeah. and you're riding the bike while DJing for your class. Come and on, Peloton, get in the game.
2: That I used to work with, um, we used to do that. We used to be like a Friday night rave, and I'd bring in lights. And I'd bring in the DJ. I'd have fucking two bottles of champagne in the cup holders, and like everybody would hang out and drink after. It was the best thing ever. That's awesome. I think it's more of a thing because you know you want to. What do you want to do? Combine working out and party. And and you know, again, yeah. I think yeah. that's that's part of why I became a spin instructor because I hated going to take these classes and the music sucked. Everybody's playing the same shit. I'm like. I have really fucking good music that nobody else has. Like, and even <laughs> yeah. when I, I taught a class yesterday, everybody was like, your music was great. I'm like, well, yeah, nobody has a lot of this shit. Like, yeah. You know, who's playing, who's playing Tech House in a spin class? Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's very, very upbeat, and there's a lot of energy involved, I'll too. I'll tell you what.
0: I always, I always love seeing on SoundCloud when a spin instructor, like, downloads one of our songs. Yeah. That's always fucking dope. It's awesome. and um, That shit's
3: hard, too it's it's tough because you probably have to prep it right don't you like kind of prep it out in terms of like a little like cool like not really cool downs but it's like it's like it's like a set yeah
2: Yeah, it really it really is like planning a set um you know you got to slow it down at certain points because like you know i know when people are going to start dying that i have to like take it back a little bit um so you do you it is it is planned out like a set um but it's good man and and because it forces me you know I've been teaching for twelve years i I only teach once, maybe twice a week, but usually I try to keep it to once because it's just like an excuse for me to go to the gym mm-hmm. you know the pay the pay is minimal it's like fills my gas tank for the week yeah. but um but it forces me to go to the gym and doing what we do, it's hard you know being up until f- two, three, four, five in the morning, there's nothing good to eat that late except for yeah. like spa diner and by that time you're eating you know <laughs> you're eating dirty <laughs> yeah um, so you're eating like shit, and I'm like Some pizza oh, bro it it keep it, it like motivates you to go to the gym and i'm like all right i'm here already i'm teaching my class let me go work out and then the next day i'm like i wake up feeling great i'm like all right you know i'm gonna go back to the gym again and um it's tough because you really like doing what we do you really have to watch out for for you know the quick turns your body can take because it does it, you know i've been doing this a lot longer than you guys it takes a toll man
3: yeah 100%. and
2: everybody asks like how i still do it i'm like honestly when i'm not partying we don't see me on instagram like ripping tequila shots dressing like an asshole I'm, I'm, you know, walking three miles every day, doing 300 push-ups and sit-ups, eating healthy, um, drinking, yeah, relaxing a water. your body. Yeah. You have to, yeah. you can't you, must, just yeah. can't, you know, I've pushed the limits, I think harder than anybody I've ever known personally. And, uh, you know, luckily people are like, Oh, how do you stay in shape? I'm like, like, same thing. When you don't see me partying, I'm doing the total opposite. Yeah. You know, I'm literally quarantining myself. You have to. You have to take care
3: of your body in that aspect, too. I mean, Fisher talk about it, too, sometimes, because we'll get caught where we're just like, we have just such strong weeks and stuff. And I have a nine to five. This past past weekend was stupid. Well, we also did some stupid stuff, but we'll we'll go into our (laughs) weekend. So we went to Bell Bar on Friday. My buddy, Will, shout out to my boy, Will Bowman. We had a birthday party on a boat, so we DJed six to nine from a boat party. My also friend, Allie, that I used to work with was her 26th birthday, and she got a house in the Poconos with about 30 people. And we were invited to go DJ and hang up uh, up there. So our plan was to go to Belmar, do the boat party, and then drive up to, uh, to to the Poconos and stay there all weekend. So that's what we did. So we did the boat party six to nine. We got out of that. By the time we packed up and stuff like that, we didn't leave till like 10, And we ended up getting to the Poconos at one o'clock in the morning. So that's already a two and a half hour drive. At night, after partying and, like, doing what we got to do, getting up there. We go up there Saturday or Friday stayed up, night.
0: Stayed up till 6 a.m. Yeah. probably. Yeah. Oh, my God. Partied but, all like, Friday night. Brought the two speakers hours, in, like, 1 a.m. Start yeah. DJing. Two hours of sleep. Partied all during the day. Two o'clock rolls around. Yo, Merck, you want to go back down the shore? You want to go to DJ? <laughs> you want to D- you wanna go to DJ's? 2 a.m. Tomorrow? Saturday. After yeah. party. Two, two, a, 2 a.m. Saturday. Merck, you want to go down the shore? You want to go to DJ's? All right. Let's start. All right.
3: So we drive – so we, so we, we leave back Pennsylvania to Bel- at 2 a.m. and go all the way down two and a half hours to Belmar. And we get in about I was 4.30. With you. I was
1: with you Sunday.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we get in at 4.30 on Sunday. My two roommates – shout out to Kate and Rachel – they're literally, like, getting, like, they took their makeup off. They, like, finished going out in the bars and shit. They're, like, still at home about it, you know, about to go to bed. And they fucking see me and Fisher walking through the walk door in. and I saw a ghost. They're yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be in Pennsylvania. We go, ah, we kind of got bored up there. Like, me and Fisher get very nomadic of that aspect. Like, when we yeah. feel something, we got to rock, you know. And and we do it, we do it for the story and, and like, just that energy of, you know, always being, always going around stuff so we ended up doing that slept for maybe three hours on sunday and then we went to headliner djs all day on sunday but this, I, this, this week's home, this,
0: this, this week this week has been water and eggs and that's about yeah, it I felt like death yeah
1: but I, yo i live for those weekends like those like yeah those, those triple book days where you're just fucking yeah. going to one spot to another and just that, fucking that's rush. our
3: embodiment of the never going home you know what I mean? Yeah. like we're just like we gotta feel it we're going love it like we're not going to go home on Sunday. We're going to go down to Belmar. We're going to go out and see our friends, DJ and yada, yada. And like, and just do something because you got to live in the moment of that aspect. And I think that's what we really like as, as DJ and like to Brian's point that he mentioned earlier, like when he saw his crowd for his show, for anybody that's like never DJ before, like, we DJ for those moments, for those goosebump yeah. moments, for those moments of just like awe. It's like DJing; you get that energy and you get that hype when you're playing great music and people yeah. are loving it and you're partying. If and if you if you've never done it, you'll never understand it either. You really, yeah, because it is. It's it's a different high, man. It really is. And uh, and to Brian's point, when he said when he was you know doing the, doing the set at Groove Cruise, when he he looked up, he just saw you know. Hundreds, probably even a th- thousands of people, fucking all around him and stuff like that, enjoying it, partying, loving life. You know what I mean? That energy and that moment, that that adrenaline, man, is just something to die for. You know what I mean? I love it, yeah. and, and, and 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 I live for that every weekend, and I want that every weekend, and uh, you know that's what we were trying to find. So
2: I, lo- I love I love seeing other people do that, and that's why I always, whenever I play your your track, yours and Dean and Dean's track on um, calling. Whenever I play it, I'm like texting you guys. I'm like, "Yo, yeah, get the fuck up here," because I don't want to play <laughs> without you. I want you guys to get that. You know, that's your song. I want you guys to fucking be up there. I, I, and I love seeing. That's why I take a step back, let you guys do your thing because I love watching that because I know how good that feels, especially when it's your own, when it's your song. Yeah, you know,
3: definitely. It's uh, yeah, it's just it's just a great energy, a great vibe. I mean, everyone loves. You can't can't get a wrong calling. So And that that remix be that vibe. remix
1: is unbeaten, honestly. You guys, right. are good. absolutely. Uh, so perfect form of simple, which is really what we do. To do. Yeah. Ryan, have you ever gotten into production or no? Like doing? You
2: know, I did. I was working with uh, Kova, who's phenomenal, phenomenal yep. with his production. I got into it for a while, and it's just like at the time I was super busy with you know White Isle events was exploding, um, you know, and, and that's as much as I love. We're never going home, and I probably put more time into it because it's it's fun. But um, you know, I, I realized I was like, you know, I white Isle events is is 75 percent of my income yeah so i need to put more mm-hmm. focus on that so i started getting into the production aspect um and it just it was taking a lot of time and mm-hmm. i just didn't have i thought i had the time to devote to it and i just did it yeah, yeah um, i mean you don't you kid. don't even
1: you don't even need to you know honestly like you got you have a you're an entertainer the, the, so the, well, brand, you know? the brand speaks for itself exactly yeah. so like you know
2: you don't, need I mean, no, to, I don't I know still,
0: i still i still i i still think like I think if you hit up like Scotty Boy or something, and you're like, "Yo, can we just make a song we 'We're Never Going Home'?" We we
2: we've we've worked on a couple of different versions. We haven't hit our right. show yet on it. I'm waiting, um, for it. but it's but it's coming. It's coming. It's <laughs> we've worked like, on
0: have like a crowd chant and shit. We're never going
2: I love dead. that. I love that. Right. When but did you get into it? It'll be here at some point.
3: When did you get into DJing? Like when? When did it start for you? you started high cool, college. I,
2: it's funny. I had a long talk with my buddy. Uh, his name is Shannon Williams. He's from Michigan. He's big DJ, in Michigan. Um, another another guy I met on Groove Cruise. He's he's a resident DJ on there. And um, so I started in private events, weddings, corporate events, stuff like that.
0: All of us and, same.
2: And when I was, I mean, I, th- I think I started. Yeah, it's been. T- 20 years when I was 16. Wow. And, uh, you know, I started with that stuff. Fire. I didn't do my first club gig until I think I was 19 or 20. Yeah, I was 20. Um, and at that point, like, you know, when you start with, with the, um, private events, you're not, it's not where like, if you, if you just start DJing, you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on EDM. I'm going to focus on tech house. If you're doing private events, you got to be good at everything. Like you got to play you got to know how to mix disco music. You got to know how to mix like, you know, 90s. You got to know how to mix top 40. You got to know how to mix house music. You have to know everything. And when I started 100%. playing in clubs, I'm like, "Oh wow, this is like really beneficial." Cuz I don't, you know, I never have a set playlist of what of what I'm going to do. Like I always Stone get up rocking, there yeah.
4: Yeah. and
2: I, you know, and, and me and Shannon were talking about this on and that that groove cruise set that I did in the atrium. He's like, did you know what you were going to play? I was like, I had no idea. And everyone's like leading up to it. Everyone's like, oh, this is your first time on such a big stage. What are you going to do? And I'm like, why is everybody asking? Like, I don't know. I'm going to do whatever I always do. I'm going to yeah. go up there, look at the crowd and be like, okay, here we go. And, you know, it was, on the, it was going into the fourth night or thir- third or fourth night. I don't remember what it was. And, um, you know, everybody was playing Tech House all weekend. Tech House, Tech House, Tech House. And nobody's really playing words. And I'm like, I feel like these people kind of want to sing some shit. So I went up, and I forget what I opened with, but I teased them with, like, it, it might have been, it might have been, like, the Show Me Love piano. Um, or I don't remember what it was, but I just remember all of a sudden, everybody went apeshit, and I'm like, oh, these guys are dead. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm you dead caught dude. him in the trap, and it's it right. <laughs> all they wanted You know, they had four days of just beats. They want some words. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to tease them, tease them, tease them, tease them. And then, um, and then I, pl- I played the Kung's Remix, and that's just the song that set the whole fucking place off. Oh, this
3: girl at that time too was like the song. Yeah, it, it was the just song.
2: it was still fresh. Um, I mean, even if you play it now, people go bananas. 100%. But at the time, it was like that's you awesome. know, I'm, standing, I'm standing on the decks in my underwear, my, with two belts on my shoulder and a ball of vodka, and everyone's dun da, dun da, da, It was <laughs> crazy, and I'm like, at that point, I'm like, all right, I know where I'm going for the rest of the set. Done. Um, but you know, I, I think you have to, and, and I, I, you know give all the credit to that, to me learning how to DJ at private events and reading crowds. You know, it's like, 100%. I don't, I could look at, I could look at a crowd and be like, okay, these guys, I need to play this. The, those guys I need to play that. It's like, you just know because you were, you were, you know, great to just read crowds Yeah, and 100%. know what people want. Like I'd be fucking thinking, you know what you're going to play. Sometimes it'll work. But like, for instance, perfect example, the first party we did a headliner a couple of weeks ago at the end of June, I'm like, Okay, I want to, you know, my party in the city, you guys haven't been there, but it's pretty much 90% tech, tech house. It's very house heavy. Yeah. And I want to keep that going. And I want that to be the brand. So, you know, we start playing a headliner. I'm like, these motherfuckers don't want to hear tech house. <laughs> like nobody there. I was like, yeah. we need Scott, you have to play vocals. You have to. And, you know, and I think you guys did a great job and Dish did a great job and Renee did a great job all of us at reading like okay we might not be doing what we originally planned on doing
4: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: but you know some other people might not have been able to do that and they'd be like this is what we're playing anyway like you could play the best tech house track that's out there and the crowd was like this then you go on and play like this girl for instance and literally like that the crowd was crazy and people are jumping in the pool getting thrown out by security like (laughs) (laughs) yeah we play like sorry joel
3: Corey." you know i mean they're freaking out and stuff and yeah typically me
2: and fisher too you know to brian to your point and stuff
3: like that like we didn't really have anything prep but we did have an idea of kind of how we want to go into it you know with tech and disco and we noticed that like you know half hour in it's like we're killing it you know i mean people are liking the vibe people are rocking but you could tell that you know they do want some of that vocal like some some stuff that 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 they're i mean we're also we're
0: also like we're also like earlier in the day too so we don't want to like get too crazy exactly because i don't want to take take away i don't want to take away from you or renee or whoever else is so and uh yeah
3: yeah, that yeah to that point like i think i mean you're you're preaching to the choir here because we all we all started with private events uh before we got into the club well actually angela you started club before private right
1: no private events right yeah Yeah. so
3: so that private event um, background is absolutely huge absolutely key like it really teaches you to become that like op- open format aspect and be able to just take different genres and put it together and brian to your point i, I mean i agree wholeheartedly knowing to how to read a crowd is the most important thing because i i can i can take 100 djs and, and you know and put 50 of them in a club and say all right this club is tech house's house like do your thing and stuff like that, and they'd crush it, and probably kill it, and that's you know what they do. Take the same hundred hundred DJs and bring them into a you know a wedding or a different wedding and say, all right, you know, do your thing. Like half of them are going to do well, half of them are not, because right. you know you have like not everyone has that sense of reading their crowd and, and having that aspect of of knowing what to play when you know when to play it at their right time and having that variety of music. You know, anybody can practice in their bedroom and be like become the best tech house DJ ever or the best house DJ and have genres and genres and genres of that music but when you fall your you, you feel your, and you fall into that situation of that not working what do you do then you know yeah. You, yeah. how do you segue how do you how do you develop that night you know and you i know, think
2: that's the difference between somebody like me who's playing other people's music versus a producer take any producer like 100%. We're, we're talking about data life you know data life produces a certain kind of music and they always have produced a certain kind of music so, people come to see that kind of music so they can, mm-hmm. they can be prepared. Yeah. You know, they know what their crowd wants to hear. But for somebody like me, like who's playing, like I know when I go to vinyl what's going to happen, but that's my party. You know, the so crowd people, is
3: coming in to see you
2: and to right. see your music and stuff. People know what to expect. You go, like when we walked into Headliner, I thought while we had a huge, huge showing that day, I mean, pretty much I would say 80 to 90% of the tables that were sold were our people. But you know, that 80, 90 percent of the tables was only 30 percent of the crowd. Yeah. That mm-hmm. other 70 percent of the crowd wanted to hear that stuff that we yeah. don't typically love. but we'll and, and, Yeah. And like our crowd too at Green Rock, you know, um, a
3: lot of them were at headliner, and at Green Rock, obviously we play a completely different set than that, that what we do at headliner and stuff. so you know, some of them probably. Came yeah, we were like we were we were, that we were mainstream. Openness, you know, aspect. yeah. And
0: we were, we were like, we were kind of like prepping some people too. We were like, like, it, it might not be exactly what you think it's gonna be, yeah. yeah. You're not putting like that it, preference, like of be, like- be like, be prepared for it. Like, we could, we could always switch it, like, but just be prepared that we're probably gonna play
3: like some underground shit. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. to kind of get everyone like set into that, you right? Know, exactly the whole atmosphere and the environment of the party. You know, because you're not, not playing Green Rock. It's not like you know us doing that mainstream aspect. We 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 wanted to yeah. keep it to that level and keep it to that like that disco, that house, that tech, that like that just vibe. You know,
1: you're not playing. Um, uh We like to party at 3:30. <laughs> yeah, that, shit. You know? <laughs> yeah um, exactly. But it's so funny you guys say that because like that's like a you know how Fisher's so commercial. Like, I, I wouldn't say, like, a lot of people like Fisher. Like, a, a lot of the normal people yeah. like Fisher. But when they go out I to see him, him. He sucks. They say. He's right
3: here. They, it's my dad's joke of the day. We're good. There we we're, go. We're Knocked it out of the
1: way, finally. I was waiting <laughs> for it. <laughs> Not even um, paying attention. But, like, a lot, of, a lot of, like, regular people, they'll be like, oh, I actually like the opener DJ better than Fisher. Because they were like, this guy was fucking dropping shit I knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Fisher's just baseline. Just bass, 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 you know? Yeah um and then
0: i what's going on they're like yeah like a uh, perfect example crap ton of people saw fisher at hq last year when he was outside and they're like yeah bro he sucked yeah and i'm like well why did he suck because he was just it was just fucking like bass the entire time i'm like well that's what he does <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly you gotta understand what you're getting you he's know, not gonna play you... losing it on repeat it's not gonna um, happen
2: well that's what they expect they know one song yeah. on right exactly yeah. oh, god we love this song and then nothing else he plays is like that exactly
1: yeah. um and then <laughs> so Another thing too, I wanted to bring up is I, I'm very scared to uh, start using sticks. Cause like I, I am, I'm the DJ to fucking dig deep. Like sometimes I'll be playing and I'll be like, fuck, I haven't played this song in a while. Let me throw this yeah, shit on. That's,
0: that's exactly I what won't I do. have
1: that. You know, like that I've always been afraid to try out sticks at, at an event or anything, you know?
2: Very, it's very difficult. Cause like when I first, first time, yeah. And I, I hate that I always reference groovers but that's like, you know, that, 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 that's what really, where I, when, when I started first playing on bigger stages and 2017, I was like, use USB. I'm like, I can't, I've never, I've never played on USB. I wouldn't, you know, I I don't want my first time ever to be there. Um, so I used my laptop in HID mode. I didn't have the right drivers. It was a fucking mess. Everyone's like, what's going on. And the the guy before me was like, should I just keep playing? I'm like, yep. Luckily they had a tech guy that helped me. Once we got everything set up in HID mode, it was awesome. And the following year I'm like, all right, I know what to do now. Everyone's like, "You should use USBs." I'm like, I, I, I was comfortable, but I wasn't comfortable enough.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: and it really takes it, and that's that's you know part of the only reason I bought CDJs was so I could learn to play on USBs, and I can now. I still hate it. Yeah. You know, I still because you know when you play a private event or when you play what my normal gigs or Hoboken or wherever it is a headliner, my normal gigs, I'm using I'm using my laptop. Yeah. So I'm not. Most guys, most guys at that level are, all they do is play off USBs.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Because they, people I, know what getting, you know, they don't really have to dig deep holes. But it is
2: yeah. one of the first times I played on USBs, like for a full set, for a full hour and a half set was when I opened for uh Espinola Nova and Anthony Atala at Shemansky. And I, I've never done it before, but I'm like, let me have this set preset. Let me have this. I know the crowd. I know what music I have to play. It's opening music for these guys who are going to play pretty deep. I know exactly what I have to do. And after that, I'm like, maybe I should always play on USBs. Because when you have it set like that, but again, it's not every situation where you can have your set in order. I would hit a track, hit it, press play. I'm like, all right. And, and, you know, we're talking Tech House where you're letting a six-minute track ride. I'm playing with all these effects. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. You have six minutes now, where you're not scrolling looking for the next song and like, eh, yeah. I don't like this one. Let me listen to this one. You know what's coming next. So now you have all this time to use all these different effects yeah. and really manipulate the sounds, and it totally changed how I how I looked at DJing after that. Yeah. So now that, that was. I agree.
3: Cool. I agree with you on that. It's like you have to have the perfect situation and like. To, to kind of go into for example like me me and fisher were going to uh to open up for Regan piros and zach martino at hq in april it got obviously shut down for covid but that would have been a perfect day for us to necessarily use usb yeah know. i mean the you, first the the f- club and the whole energy of that was you know f- yeah exactly f- right exactly
0: and the first time that we did it was on a boat and we opened for disco prize and it was a very similar situation to you brian where it was just like all right it's an opening set for these guys who play more like electroe progressive, so we're gonna stay away from that shit and we're just gonna hit like the Surprisingly, deep. House they behind. did play
3: deep though. They 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 did yeah, some, some deep I, and some tech stuff. Like, I think I,
0: I think I think I looked through like probably like ten different sets. All they did was play progressive house, and then we get there and then they're just playing like heavy shit. And I'm like, what? Well,
3: yeah. <laughs> so maybe they heard off us and they're yeah. like, oh, we're gonna switch it yeah, off. Yeah, I was like, What? But, but I- yeah. I uh I think I think the great thing of having both, you know. HID mode is great. Like to your point, Angela. Like you, for the type of events, like even at headliner, in that aspect of you know not necessarily knowing where to go, you know, it, it was great to have the laptop because we had that opportunity to bring that more mainstream in those. You have streams. you have the larger library. It's easier yeah. to. But if you're locked in like a club and you know you're yeah. like a true opening set, yeah. um, you know. So, like society would be another perfect example of something like you're rocking sticks. You know what I mean? Right. Rock Definitely. Sticks, rock, rock your set. Even if you do like want to go through the opportunity of playing other stuff, like play your set. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and uh, and go through that. But it, I'm It is a to little. See.
1: Yeah. I was gonna, I was just gonna say like it's kind of it's kind of hard too because like especially at headliners, say you have like uh, two friends coming in. A lot of these people don't really know f- fucking shit about EDM. Going to see two friends you know what i mean like they like their big booty mixes so they keep it you know like the opener you just got to kind of keep it commercial kind of keep it you know shit that people know
3: yeah you really just got to know honestly yeah take the time to do some research in terms of your headliner if you're if you're if you're opening up and doing a set like that um to kind of know what they play and that that style and i would try to have some type of a mirror on that aspect yeah yeah. a mirror or kind of go a little opposite and give them something different i would say either or.
2: Oh, go thing. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I'm, I'm.
3: done. I'm done.
2: I'm done. I'll just say the, the one good thing and, and what I would recommend to you guys and like anybody that's listening, always prepare your sets, like that you think you might play, on a stick. Even if you're going to play off your laptop, always have it because number one, you know, laptops hid sure move. There's a lot of wires. You never know. You guys saw it. I mean, I've seen it before. It, happens it happened. All- to yeah. Us, yeah. Uh, it, it. It. Our laptop also, overheated.
3: Yeah.
0: feel like Now, six
2: seconds. at this point, like. I have so many sets and so many crates and folders on my USB that I could walk into almost any situation and play off my USB. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been, and I've been building those sets for, for over two years now. So So. all those sets are saved on all my USBs. Always have two USBs, by the way. Um, Always have, you know, I have all those sets saved on USBs. So if I'm ever in a situation like shit, I have to play techno tonight and I don't have my laptop. Boom! I have a USB with a techno crate. I have a USB with with a tech house, with an opening tech house, with a with a banger tech house, with this, with that, with EDM, with vocals, with you know, with with disco house, with everything. Um, so I think it's good for you to start building that, building those crates. It's a pain in the ass, but then you know you go into the situation where you're like, even if even if you're opening for somebody and you're like, oh, I'm gonna use my laptop, and then you're like, fuck, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do it, or you forget a wire, whatever it is you have so much shit on that USB that you can walk into any situation and you're ready to go. And then, yeah. you you know, part of the, part of the feeling for me, at least in the beginning with being uncomfortable, was I'm like, what am I going to have 50 songs on here? Like, that's not enough. I mean, now I have probably a 1, thousand, 1200 on my USB. Cool. How so big is USB? Like 64? How big is USB? Four, yeah. 64. 64 days? yeah. yeah. Um, so now oh, yeah, I'm a little bit more comfortable. I'm like, you know, if I have to do it, it's not, where I used to be like, I'm gonna shit my pants if I have to play on USB. Yeah, that's yeah, smart.
1: definitely. Smart. And I just think having like backups too. I fucking, especially right now, playing outside when it's hot out with the fucking laptop is always. I it happened to me at a private event and recently, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah. this, it, it was it's the
3: worst part too because it never just like like shuts out completely for us at least. So yeah. Like I've seen it, it like delete, sh- like it delays. just stores, it uh, starts uh, to store. Oh, on, and it I'm just like, sounds uh, like you gotta be sick yeah, it, right, it happen, yeah. Have you guys actually had ever had like power issues? Because we've had power issues sometimes where, um, not not uh, not not a lot by any means, but we're at Union, remember that time? It was the same type of effect. Oh, we're, oh at Union. We're, we're drawing too much power, yeah, yeah. We were like drawing too much power, and it was the same type of effect. It started like distorting, yeah. But like, this is like this is like an old house it. that hasn't been updated since like 1960. Right. I'm, so, I was, I'm saying, like I'm just curious if you guys sure. ever had power issues on that aspect. Because it, it honestly does the same thing, like it's overheating. Yeah, because so you, you, know, like, you have storage. It was like two 735s,
0: two RCF 735s plugged in, and like a Denon mixer. We're running like 3,000 like wattage. Plus, there's I mean, all the
3: lights. No, but it was a microphone. Yeah, remember the mic? The microphone. The mic the microphone.
0: We had to take the mic out. That was what was putting it over the edge.
3: Yeah, and everything just started like shit in the bed. We're like, all yeah. right, what do we break? And like speakers sound like shit. They're like skipping. the The tempo fader was delayed. Like you move it five BPMs, and then like two minutes later, I was this.
0: I was moving. The song was automatically filtering at one point.
4: <laughs> and so it and,
0: was crazy. And So I was I was literally had my hand on the filter knob trying to figure out. It's like you're trying to fuck around with like an ox in the car. Right. You know you're trying to like stretch it out. I'm trying to figure out yeah. where it is so the song's like clear. It was Toronto really so weird. Yeah.
3: It was like three years ago. It was really yeah. weird. But no, nah, it's uh yeah. It's always I think the number one thing being a DJ too that uh that you have to be good at is troubleshooting. And, yep. and being able to, to get out of that Especially for private events and stuff Just like speakers and lights And, you know, uh, DJ equipment and stuff So Yeah, like when we a,
2: so you were there in Pythagra when uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, that when all that shit happened I mean, we had was, like,
2: yeah. DJs who know Fucking between us, we know everything And, it, it, you know, it ended Music up being costs,
4: yeah.
2: You know, something that was under the stage And, you know, a, a piece of equipment Blew under the stage And we're like, you know But we were all like I was like, yo, I have wires in my car, and somebody was like, oh, I have a controller in my car, and I have this, I have that. You know, you have to be, you have to just make it work. We were running,
1: that was a funny, because we were literally running an SX, like, they had all, everything into an external mixer. We were literally running the SX straight into the speakers, so it, it like, it helped, it worked, but it did not sound as good as before. Like
0: it normally does, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, like it's, a, that's, that's the thing about production companies. It's hard, man. Like it, it's, it's a lot of work. You got to like be ready to go. If something goes out, you got to have something ready to go right after, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like every, every time, every time, every time,
0: I, every time I do a private event we set up like a video wall or TVs or anything like that, it's like, Oh my God.
2: Wait, wait, it's five minutes before intros. Something shit the bed. Something. something, something. Always. Always. So, yep. It's like you it's, tested a million times. It works great. But the time where you actually need it and people it, are looking it. at it. It fucks up. And oh, it's like, it's, it's like the one,
0: it's like the one person, like the one waiter who walked behind you, like tripped over a wire and knocked it <laughs> out. It's like, you
1: stress level,
3: for people that aren't in the, in DJ and private events, stress levels get high and they get high very quick on that aspect, you know? You mm-hmm. can have the most, yeah. you know, greatest set up in the beginning, take your time for two hours, get there two hours before the event, everything's all set up good and then 10 minutes before, you know, the event, something's going wrong or mid- midway through the event, you know, you're having an issue and shit and it's like, those times, it's, like, really It's, like, you're, you're,
0: you're doing something that's supposed to happen for this person, like, once in their lifetime. Yeah. Right? And, like, you want exactly. everything to go perfectly for them. And it's just, like, when something goes wrong, you're like, They're They're oh. spending
1: a lot of money, you know? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. But that aspect
3: so. of, like, the quick thinking and troubleshooting, like, really helps the fact of even just, like, DJing. Like yep. us, you know, playing a set or whatever And then thinking, like, yo, fish, we've got to play this song And, like, quit mixing something out Or, you know what I mean, like, going to a whole yeah. set And going to a vibe, realizing the crowd is not into it Thinking of a different genre And, like, the perfect song to get out of it Like, that is all off of just quick, like, you know Reaction-type movements for, for us sure. now um, But for someone that's, like, first like, Getting into DJing That was, like, my hardest thing You know what I mean? Like, I could play, like, 10, 15 of my favorite songs But then, like, looking at the crowd and being like, shit I don't know what to play. Where do you I know go mean? next? Yeah. We're having that writer's block, you know, like
0: it's like that's it's like the like worst you gotta, part. I, I, you wanna, gotta, I, like to, I like to take a lot of credit for skimming you
1: out of that. There we go. There we go. You got to know. <laughs> you got to know ten credit. songs. You got to know ten songs of ahead well, of wherever you were playing.
3: You know what I mean, though. Like if you, if you're playing on a laptop, I guess you're good to go to scroll and stuff. I even mean, USB too. But like, oh yeah. man, I don't I don't miss those days. Instead, when I first started, yeah, like I, having that writer's block. Because I think like everybody hits that hits that at one point. Yeah. And even potentially, I mean, like even maybe even one point of a night. You know what I mean? Sometimes. When we first
0: started, think, Merkel had like his like ten song go to set. <laughs> it was just the same ones. So it was yeah, like I'd get I'm on, I'm I'd I rip ten songs.
3: It'd be like move your feet, Parisian it. It'd be like uh. <laughs> Nada like, J, Coco. Like. Yeah, <laughs> mock J, would know. Yeah, hundred percent. Apache, Apache yeah. was the was ca- one the of cash, them. The cash Castro one, yeah. It's I had so like funny. 10 songs I was agreeing to. I am like, but- these all hit, they all work, and I'm going to play them because I know I'm like the back of my hand. You know what I mean? I can could, I could close my eyes and fucking – and, and, and tell you exactly what happened.
0: Seeing, seeing, there. guys, you guys, I, w- I want you guys to witness it because seeing Merkle, like
3: get confused DJing, like I don't know what to
0: do, is hilarious.
3: <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> First time seeing Brian DJ, one time you looked confused as hell, and I think you're just really drunk and you're just like trying to get in the zone and stuff. One time, but <laughs> it, it was just like the same. And you, you were rocking it, rock- too. It. Yeah, it was that green oh, rock. rock. Yeah, Good <laughs> you check.
4: were rocking
3: it, but like I just feel like you looked at the computer. You were just and, like, like I, you were just like looking around, just like. Yeah, it looked like it was the first time you've ever seen equipment, and I'm like, "What's going on?" But like, he's DJing fine, but he looks like he's like miserable and he's Confused. like lost,
2: you know. I do, I do oh, tend man. to, uh, you know, have a couple drinks when I play. Oh, you can't go. Wrong, no,
3: bro.
1: no way. <laughs>
3: but uh, so funny. We're, we're we're coming off to about an hour and a half. We got a little long, long one today, but uh, but Brian, um, uh, any closing remarks? Like, you know. You got any plans for uh, for 2020 when we get back at it? You have any in? You have anything in the works right now in terms of setting up like new parties? I know you mentioned headliner, you know, playing two parties there for never going home. Do you have anything planned um, for the
2: city potentially now, or, or anything as, else on for that? 2021
1: aspect? definitely. Yeah. As
2: soon as we can open everywhere, I mean, I'm going to be going hard at vinyl. We um, you know whatever we could do at headliner or any other venues. Um, I want to put more toward. And I don't know if I'm kind of overshooting my shot, but I do I have been putting some thought into it about doing like not a we're never going home tour, but kind of a tour of like throwing parties in different cities where like we're never going home coming out of this is is such like we were saying before, it's just such an awesome saying. It sucks to yeah. know what's happening now, but like when this is all over, it's like we're never going home. Like I'm never going back to my house after being exactly. fucking quarantined for six months. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to do some parties. Um nice. You know, I know, I know. Uh, you know, I'm obviously going to bring Scotty Boy here. He does Deep House Brunch in LA, um, which is awesome. Sick. It's on like the 21st floor, overlooking downtown LA. It's a sick brunch party. So definitely want to do something out there. Uh, definitely hit Miami. Um, hopefully have something in Houston if things calm down there. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Nice. So there's definitely be, definitely some things planned.
0: That'd be fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff. You know, just, just more, a doing, you. you know,
2: get in the name and and i love the fact that i've worked really hard but it, it's it's you know it's pretty well established in jersey new york want to get it out a little more into other absolutely positions. um you know the goal is always we're never going home with visa that's been the goal since day one you know bring it back to where it all started
3: yeah exactly bring it back to where um, it and so, then Brian, definitely plug your socials where can we yeah. find you on social media your website where, website you know, everything website white
2: isle everything you want everything is simple um whiteisleevents.com whiteisleevents instagram um i own all of them there's no slashes or anything uh we're never going home the only thing is there's no apostrophe we're never going home.com we're never going home on instagram which took me two years to get because some jerk off who never checked his account had it um but i yeah, finally went fight with instagram and got it um facebook um i have a twitter but i just i can't get into it man there's too much shit <laughs> and then I <laughs> will no go wait, for you on it's TikTok. Gonna, it's
0: going to all be TikTok. In
2: the description and
0: shit like that. It's
2: like here. You have to run two businesses, run the financials, and run 18 uh, social media accounts. Go.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man, it's like, you, you know, nobody tells you that part. Yeah, social, but social a, media is a full-time a job. job. Yeah, social, people don't realize social media is a full-time job. It social really media for both companies has been huge, massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All you know, I don't I don't really advertise for White Isle events. It's all word of mouth and social media. Yeah, we've just been talking about it with this crap. Just like, honestly, just posting
0: stuff for the podcast page is a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah.
1: We wanted bad. to, we love, we love posting it, but like, you know, like there's a lot of backend stuff you still have to do. Oh, edit, yeah. Uh, yeah. make short sure clips, do all this stuff. You Upload know, so. this
0: video to YouTube and all that shit. That
1: takes like a year and a half. It's <laughs> worth it though when we get when we get people saying like, yeah, "Oh, exactly. we enjoy your podcast." Like right. When people actually listen, we're like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Like we we get, we've been yeah. getting a lot of viewers and listen. Shout out to everyone there uh, yeah. listening. Thank you guys, you guys, definitely for real. For real. But,
3: but yes, this is open uh, it. Up. Share it. <laughs> exactly, this is episode fifteen. I'm friends with the DJ Brian Lubliner. Thank you so much for being on. Love well, that. Brian. Thank you, you brother. Going
2: home. Keep, home. Keep, uh, keep your ears open for the next headliner party there will be one in august um i don't know the exact date yet we're kicking around some ideas but it's going to be happening and then uh hopefully we'll be back in new york if not this year coming in hot in 2021 yes sir Absolutely. brian thank you again bro thank you guys for having me appreciate it love you bro.